0: So did I tell you about that time that I was going back for yet another degree and was so poor I couldn't feed myself and that's when I discovered my superpower? Hey, you guys, this is Michelle Spiva and I want to welcome you to Wisdom Smack. Today, I'm going to be going back a little bit through memory lane and talking about the event that helped me get to where I am today, where I now have the skills to be able to generate... um, living for myself and not have to be dependent on someone else. So I invite you to take this journey with me and hopefully maybe wisdom will smack you in a certain way for you to get inspired to be able to do whatever it is that you're trying to do these days. So thanks and join me on the flip. So here I am in yet another graduate program and I have failed yet again. Uh, at this time, I wanna just pause and say that some of the, the harshest times in my life have, help, have helped me to really gain an understanding in ways that I never probably could have if it hadn't been so harsh. But darn it, who wants to go through the hard times? Anyway, so let me tell you about the time that I found out what my superpower was. I was, like I said before, I'm in this grad program and, and the way it's looking, I'm about to end up with another master's degree instead of the PhD that I was gunning for. Now, that part is a long story. Just suffice it to say, I wasted two years of my life uh, trying to go after a PhD that did not pan out. But in the midst of that and in the great hurtful rejection that happened so that I couldn't continue on with, you know, the cohort and um, the PhD program, I learned something. And that was when I got so destitute that I had no money to eat. I was about to lose my home, my car. I didn't have insurance. Well, I still don't have insurance, but, you know, there was so much that I was, faced with I instead of totally freaking out and breaking something broke within me the right way for me to discover this now um at the time I'm in this program I'm going to a state school and because I am receiving grants and loans and things like that uh through the school program for the state there are certain things that I couldn't do like go work somewhere because I officially worked for the university and and they're in my professors. So they actually told us, look, you don't have time to be able to hold a job down. So this is your job. And the way we were paid, we were actually paid pittance. But the way we were paid, we were paid at the beginning of each semester. So that meant that the monies you received, which were not a lot, had to help you make it through for about six months. And after i would take that money and try to pay what i could which was not everything uh i had to try to figure out how to make it so a lot of times i was usually limping through for anywhere from three to four months uh trying to figure out how to feed myself how to keep gas in the car because I didn't live on campus I was commuting and, and just the whole thing and it, it just got to be really rough so uh, I was dating someone at the time and it was just just not a, not a lot because I had you know this pride and I didn't want them to have to worry about me so I never said anything I was like oh everything's fine everything's fine and they actually didn't know how hard it was um, and they had a job such that we didn't see each other a lot you know that's what happens when grown people date each other you know they are not they have their own lives I digress let me get back on point (laughs) so what I'm saying is this through the necessity of needing to feed myself I started angry writing and I pulled an Adele you know the singer Adele I pulled an Adele and I started writing little stories about uh, my life and my relationship with this with this guy and of course you know i i I zhuzhed it up if you will to make it entertaining and tried to change some things to protect the not so innocent (laughs) and i started publishing them and i was like okay maybe this will work and because somewhere along the way i had heard that you could publish recipe books and little stories on kindle and people might buy them I'm not thinking, oh, this is a real book. I'm just thinking, oh, just put up cute little stories. Well, lo and behold, I put up the stories and I struggled through to figure out the process of how to do it. And um, I look on the dashboard and I've managed to make $11 and some change. And I was like, okay, all right. (laughs) I can go live high on the hog when I get that money. The problem was I wasn't gonna see the money for another 60 days after that month so i was like well this might not work but i kept at it and the next month that 11 dollars turned into like 230 something dollars and then the next month it went up just a little bit to just under $300 but that was a lot of money because that would pay a light bill and buy some groceries and things like that and it was funny because one of the the girls in in my class was like you're looking healthier what are you up to and she had kids and and I felt for her and, and I was like you can't tell anybody so I ended up being able to take what I was doing and fashion it in a way to be able to teach other people based on how they learned, how they moved in their life, how to do the same. So that is how I became a romance writer. And I started helping my classmates learn how to write fiction, not necessarily romance, but just fiction based on how they learned. And so we all started making money here and there. And of course, we we had this pact where we wouldn't tell anybody lest we get in trouble. But it started showing me that, wow, I might have thought that I wanted to go back into the heaviness of, of deep therapy work with people. But here, I was helping people. I don't want to say, I don't want to say equally, but I will say I was starting to help people in a real way to help them emotionally as well because there's something about when you're able to generate income and help yourself it does so much for the psyche and so much to help you uh to remove it uh, some part of the the financial burden and weight that weighs down on us when we're not uh, able to provide for ourselves our loved ones or whatever so I actually became okay with not being able to move forward in the PhD program because in some way I was actually getting what I had set out to do. Now, why it took two years for me to discover this, I don't know. So I took that and I took the consolation prize of another you know, master's degree and took myself on home. And instead of setting up my shingles um, the way I thought I was, I went home and I started writing. And not only that, the word had gotten out and I started having other people come to me to ask me to teach them how to write the way I wrote. And I did and it kept going and i kept making money and being able to pay my bills and that led to me writing concurrently as teaching and so i was like this is this is crazy i don't know everything about writing all i know is that People are actually publishing books and making money with what I'm showing them. And it's freaking me the heck out because I'm self-taught. I don't know what I'm doing, but this is working. <laughs> and I looked at that and I was like, this is this is just all kinds of cuckoo crazy. So I wish I could tell you that everything went great. I really do. I really want to tell you everything went great, but it didn't because I hit a wall. I did. I thought, oh, everything I've wanted is happening. I'm I'm making an impact in people's lives. I am uh, making money as a published author. I've got fans and um, I might not be making a lot, but I'm making enough so that I don't have to uh, depend on others and I hit that wall where it got harder and harder to write. It got harder and harder to teach and it took longer and longer. And I had to get to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, if if I don't fix this, something is wrong. What is wrong with me? And I had to kind of sit down and look at what I was doing. And you know what I realized? I realized that I wasn't getting... I wasn't getting the oxygen to my soul that I needed to. And what I mean by that is, I mean, I wasn't truly starting to get the lessons that I needed to, to change the person who I was. I wasn't fully committed to doing this new, part of life because it didn't fit into whatever I I thought society would approve of I mean I actually had uh, family members for years say you know uh when are you gonna get they didn't say when you're gonna get a job but they would say things like well you don't have a job and I was like I work harder than anyone else and I had this this invisible chip on my shoulder uh trying to prove and do and I was running ragged and getting worn down until the point where that wall just hit me like a ton of rocks. Now, I don't know if the any person listening to the sound of my voice has ever hit a creative wall that refuses to budge, but I'm going to tell you, it is something because it messes with you mentally, emotionally. It even pervades your sleep, it, you know, and you, you get to, I, let me own that. I would get to this, this chasm where I could see on the other side. I could see uh, all the stuff that I wanted to do. But yet, until I was on this side, and there was this big cavernous space of nothing between me and where I wanted to be. And it was really scary. And then, on top of all that, I had expectations from other people who were sort of kind of dependent on me to help them keep going. Because I'm gonna tell y'all, I've never been a physical cheerleader, but if you want somebody that can cheer you on for your uh, your goals, I'm your girl. I mean, I, I ribbon in that. And I couldn't do it then. And I had to say, well, what is going on? And so some kind of way I managed to get it back together. And uh, I ended up having my largest class to date of online people. I mean, hundreds of people in this class and I'm trying to do it all on my own to try to prove to myself, you know, just buck it up, buttercup, and do it. In some kind of way, I made it through that training and then I made it through the next training. And I even made it through putting out like two more series of books. And that wall came back, but this time, it was like, I'm not going anywhere. And it was at that time that I had to have a a inner look and see what was the missing part. And you know what the missing part was? Or at least what it was at that time? I had forgotten that I had discovered something magical, even, and I wasn't using it. And that was, I was trying to use what I had learned in my schooling and, you know, treating people like, okay, this is a curriculum, this is a this and this is a that. And I forgot that. I had this superpower where I could see just with so much ease what a person was really good at and help to inspire and encourage them to believe in themselves to do it and then give them um, insights and tools to help them build on that so that they could go and do it. And I was just saying that I was like saying the only way I can um, gain income and take care of myself as if I only stay in this little area. And because I was trying to keep myself in this only area, I started retreating more and more into myself to the point where I couldn't train anymore. I wasn't writing as fast or as prolific as I used to. and I was into I was confined into this um, invisible cave where I was just cowering and hiding away. And that's when it hit me. I was like, I've got to get out of this. And so what I did was, is I started looking at what I used to do. And, that's another reason why I'm, I'm talking about going back and revisiting your origins of, of what made you become this person and what I used to do is I used to take my time um, I used to go out amongst people you know and talk to people and it would never fail um, I have a sibling that laughs and says that they won't go to the grocery store with me because we'll get stopped a few times and everybody wants to tell me their story and then by the end of it I've given them some time Type of uh, process, steps, <laughs> resources, and what they're needing to do within the next 24 hours. And she's like, I'm sick of your life coach. And I'm like, I'm not a life coach. And I really don't think I am, you guys. I think I'm just able to hone in at whatever that problem is or whatever that gift is someone else has. I'm kind of like a diamond hunter. I get in there and excavate it out. And so, I had told myself, oh, I can only excavate this type of gym in this type of condition with these type of people. And I had cut off part of what makes me me. And when I got back out of that and I allowed myself to have the bandwidth to do the superpower and not just in the the industry category and niche, things started to change. And I I was just like, wow, why was it so hard for it to be this easy? So I started to, you know, I I started thinking differently and challenging myself differently. And I started working with people in different industries, whether it was in corporate sales, uh, creative endeavors, music, and my life force started coming back. I was like, wow. And I'm not going to pretend like I hit it at the park all the time now that I had this big you know aha moment but what I will say is that I started to notice movement good movement not that spinning in a circle movement but movement to help me get over that chasm from where I was to where I wanted to be and that was one of the things that I I don't I (laughs) I can't tell you what it feels like I, I wish I could show it to you, but there is um a, a, an awareness that brightens when forward movement starts to happen. Anybody have that? You know what I'm talking about. Well, anyway, um, that brightness came, and it helped me to have enough strength so that when stuff fell through or things didn't go the way I exactly wanted them to I still had the perseverance to prevail you know I'm a I I think I'm a pretty optimistic person sometimes overly where I'll think oh everything is great everything's gonna work out perfectly no and it's not supposed to but when the times come that they do fail I had this renewed tether to my superpower. And I look back on that and I thank thank the universe, God, however you want to look at it, for helping me to have that time back in, in school where I was so desperate that I was willing to do anything to survive. And out of that, I was able to learn something about myself that may have stayed hidden for the rest of my life. Or or at least for a longer time than it than it had been. And coming out of that with that realization, I was then able to to go through and take take my lumps and my bumps and keep moving. And now it's it's something because I get so excited. I have uh, people that I work with and, and friends, and they're like, Why do you get so excited about other people's stuff? Because when I when I get that tingle, that feeling, and it's it and a lot of times it's not even the stuff that people are currently doing. It's something that's so different. And they're like, Yeah, I've been thinking about it. And I'm like, that's it, that's it. And when I can make that connection with a person who starts to believe in themselves to do it. And they, oh, and then they come back and give me an update and they say, it worked, it's happening, it's moving. That is the biggest joy for me because it's not enough for me to say, oh, you know, I've developed skills where I don't have to worry about going in and having to work for someone else because I've found what makes me uniquely me. That's, That's good and all. But it's better that I have learned and become that person who is so impassioned about other people's lives that it helps me to break past my shortcomings, my, um, my fears, <laughs> my insecurities to be the best cheerleader for somebody else in their parade. I have the saying that I I like to tell people, you know, when when I'm working with them or when I'm helping them or when we have a chance encounter, I like to tell them, look, I am just a fan in the stands of your parade. March on, boo, march on, you know? And and it just makes me so excited because I feel pride in who I've become to be able to, to go and seek out people's sage wisdom that's uniquely theirs and so that's the the thing that I wanted to talk about today how out of being irritated upset and distraught over not getting what I wanted quote-unquote wasting time and becoming more destitute than I had been since college I was able to identify that unique thing about me and to be able to be that person that I can look at and say, I like her. She's pretty cool. You know, even with me talking with you guys today, doing this kind of stuff, that's, that's even part of this. And so I'm just really, really grateful. And I mean, I kind of like make grabby hands when I see someone uh, who has that I call them the hatchlings of their sageness. You know, when that that sage wisdom is is hatching and I want to just grab it and 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 show them and say, "See? You know, don't don't look at the rough edges, don't 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 look at the unfinished part. I want you to really look inside there and see that beauty that's in there." And I love being able to have that with people and just being able to have been Part of their process. And so, yeah, I wanted to share that origin story of how I discovered my superpower. So, I thank you guys so much for uh, sharing this time with me and just even stopping by. And I want you to know that there is so much more in you that is waiting to be discovered. The other day, I talked about the invisible to the invisible and being able to see things that you might not have ever seen before. And I think that this is the kind of time we're in. I kind of like to call it a mystical time and being able to uh, indulge in a bit of fancy of what if and and actually having the audacity to believe that what if can actually turn into a real thing. And so, yeah, yeah, I know I, I get excited about all of that, but I'm just oh I'm just so happy to be able to live this life and know that I am contributing. I am fulfilling my contract and my calling uh, in this realm while I'm here. And I want to invite you to do that. So before I let you go, I want to ask you to do something. I want you to go back and I want you to traipse back through and find that one event. Now, if we were writing this, this would be called the inciting incident. This would be the incident that starts you on the journey to getting what you want. So I want you to think about it. It might have happened recently or the seed of it could have happened years ago when you were a child. And I'm going to tell you something. When I'm helping people to start thinking about writing their memoir or some type of life lesson book that they want to write. This is how we start. We go back and we look at the origins of an inciting incident that will end you to where you are now. And so think about that. Think about what it was about that incident that skewed or changed you or got you to the point where you had to say, I've had enough, enough, this is it. Or not even if you said it, The circumstances around you forced you to say it. And then after that, I want you to look at what happened, what made you stronger, what made you weaker, what got in your way, what helped you get there. And you're going to start to see things in a new light. I love talking about perspectives, um, perspective shifts, paradigm shifts, whatever you want to call them. And it's just an amazing thing when you take this stock and in inventory to go back and look at these things that a lot of times we take for granted because we've lived them. And at the time, they didn't come with a big gong and say, This is your situation that's going to change the rest of your life. You know, we don't have that, but you can because hindsight really is 2020. Trust me, it really is. And when you get that aha, write it down immortalize it, you know, memorialize it, you know, do something so that you can um, become aware of it. Because I'm going to tell you, when you do that, it will continue to teach you who you are and how to make this happen. You know, I could go on and on. And then you're going to actually start to see the steps you took, even though you didn't realize that these were steps, but you're going to see the steps you took that changed you to become the person that you are. Now, let me just quickly talk to that person who says, well, Michelle, nothing like that has ever happened to me. Well, guess what? You can start it now. You can start. Remember I was talking about I had that chasm between where I was and where I wanted to be? That was where I started intentionally doing what I thought and knew to do to get to be that person that could have this life where I didn't have to rely on somebody else to provide me with an income. Uh, you know namely through a job so if that is you and you're trying to make a new go of it start with where you are and start by looking at what do I do starting at this point that I can do that I've never done before that's where I talked about those things I did and I failed but at least I did them. That's what sometimes you gotta do. You gotta put you gotta put some skin in the game. You gotta become vulnerable. You gotta be willing to take a risk and do something. Now don't do anything real crazy, you guys. You know, have some common sense with it. And don't give up. When stuff tries you, don't give up when you hit a wall. Don't give up when things go wrong or they try to prevent you from having your goal or somebody tells you no. Do you know no simply means next? No simply means, okay, that option is not working. Next option, next plan. Keep it moving, but move forward. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to discover that part of you that makes you so unique. And a lot of times that's the part of you where your fortune lies. Okay, so thank you so much for being with me today. I really appreciate it. You guys just don't know this is blessing me to be able to um, get over myself and just share this stuff. And you know what? I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a comment. Send me a message. If you're um, uh, wanting me to share something or look into something, I would really enjoy that. So I'm going to go on and close this one down now that I've been vulnerable enough to tell you a little bit about my origin of how I came to be where I am today. And I just hope that the rest of your day is so freaking awesome. So thank you so much. Bye. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. This has been Michelle Spiva. Thank you so much for joining me. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and even comment on some of the Wisdom Smacks you have going on in your life. And Or even if there's something we talked about today that you especially enjoyed. And don't forget to pass it on and share. I'll talk to you later. See you on the next time with Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. Bye.